what's going on today guys i finally brought back the old school intro that i used to have on my early early episodes that aren't even available anymore but i thought it was about time to bring back the intro hope you guys are all doing good hope you guys are figuring it out the insanity of life hope you're all well stocked and keeping safe on this week's interview i'm interviewing rochelle diamante Rochelle is a recording artist, a songwriter, a producer. She just had a new single released called La La La, Not Listening, that we're going to take a listen to actually right now, after I'm done with the intro. And the funny thing is me and Rochelle are actually friends. We actually met back when I was still living up in Palmdale, and I was kind of just skimming the online interwebs, looking for some gigs as a musician, as a filmmaker. I'm always trying to keep busy. So literally, like... Out of the blue, I decided, let me go check out what's going on on Craigslist, something I never do. But I decided, why not? So I found out that a local festival was looking for a bass player. Now, I consider myself more of a guitarist, more of a singer, but I thought, you know what, why not help out a fellow musician if they need a little bit of bass here and there? You know, bass is the easy enough instrument that I, I'm, I'm fairly adequate at. It. So I submitted an audition for this, not knowing really what was going to come of it. And I ended up getting a great friendship out of it. Playing with Rochelle, playing with Aiden Scrivens, a great phenomenal guitarist, playing with Ryan Fife, a badass drummer. Like, it was just a great scene, and it was something that I had never gotten a chance to really delve into, the world of pop music. Because I primarily come from, like, rock, punk rock, that sort of thing, indie music. And so my whole thing was, oh, let's go hard, let's play tough, you know, let's put on a big show but really pop music is more about having a good time bringing the fun and it really opened my eyes to the power of pop music because before it had always been I mean I was always a, an admirer of a couple pop songs here and there but it wasn't really my thing you know but really playing this gig really helped open my eyes my ears to sort of the beauty and the the power that these melodies can hold you know and also, before we get started on the interview, guys, and before we check out Rochelle's newest single, I also have to preface this by saying that the introduction to this week's podcast has got a little bit cut off, so I'm going to be starting it off right at the interview where I introduce Rochelle. You guys have heard me do the intro enough times, so I'm pretty sure you guys know what I would have said. So, without further ado, let's check out Rochelle's new single, La La La, Not Listening, available on all major music streaming platforms. Hit it. I built you up just to turn on myself. I'm done with being underneath your thumb. La 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 la. And that's the single from Rochelle Diamante, La La La, Not Listening, available on all major music streaming platforms. Check it out, support independent music, that's what it's all about, man. And now, on with the interview. And today I'm sitting here with musician, singer, songwriter, actress, and so much more, Rochelle Diamante. How are you doing today, Rochelle? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? <laughs> Good. Now, I used to know you by a slightly different name. You want to tell the story behind that? What happened? 
Yeah. Um, well, you used to know me as Roro, just R-O-R-O, -O, simple, which is fine. But um, I actually started my music career under Rochelle Diamante, which Rochelle is my middle name, Diamante is my last name. So that's how I started my music career. And um, I always loved that name, but, you know, mm -hmm. I kind of went through some contracts with management and labels um, and I got signed to a label and they were like, you know what, I think Rochelle Diamante might be too long. It might be not as easy to remember. Mm -hmm. And so, like, maybe we should try shortening it down. So I was like, well, okay, well, my friends call me Roro. And they're like, all right, cool, Roro it is. So we went with Roro and that was cool too. Um, I kind of went with that for a little while, but recently I kind of went away from music, came back to music. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, I want to be more true, real, raw, um, when it comes to my music, my lyrics, like the things that I talk about in my recent releases are actual mm. personal stories that I've mm. gone through and things that um, have actually happened. And so I just wanted to be more raw and more myself. And so I was like, you know what? I miss Rochelle Diamante. I miss, yeah. I miss that name. Like that is me. That's my full middle name, my full last name. Like I just missed <laughs> it. So I went back to that and I feel like it really really goes along with the kind of music that I'm releasing now too. It's kind of like a little bit more closer to home, you know, it's like part yeah. of you. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So Rochelle, like, how did you know exactly that music was something that you wanted in life? How did you know it was your passion? You know, it's really interesting. It might sound cliche, but honestly, <laughs> it has, I don't know if there's a specific moment when mm. I was like, Oh, hey, this is cool. I'm going to do this. Like, I've just always loved mm. music. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there was a moment when I was like, no, like, this is serious. I'm, I'm going to dedicate my whole life to it. You know, like, that's where I'm going. Obviously, there was a moment for that. But as far as like falling in love with music, mm. I've just always been in love with it. Um, mm. Ever since I was a kid, I mean, my mom was a dancer. And so she was always playing music around the house. And my dad was a musician himself, like a vocalist, mm -hmm. like an amazing vocalist. And uh, he was in a gospel band. Nice. Yeah. So uh, he was always performing and going on little tours. And I just always thought it was the coolest thing. And I would look mm -hmm. up to other artists and just admire what they did. And I just thought that'd be amazing if mm -hmm. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I've just always been in love with it. I guess the moment that I like knew that this was something that I was really going to go for was probably when I first sang out loud <laughs> for the first time, like for my nice. parents at 10 years old. And I sang Emotions by Mariah Carey, which was a super difficult song that I had trained myself how to do. And I was like, yeah, this feels right. Whoa. Like, yeah, exactly. This is if, just right. If you could bust out the Mariah Carey at 10 years old, I'm pretty sure you could sing anything. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I wish I could still do the whistle note, but I'm going to work on it. Oh, I was going to say, can I hear some of that? No, I can't do it <laughs> right now at this age because I have not done it in so long. And that's something that if you don't work on that whistle tone, like it, it's gone. Like you have to work up. So I'm going to try though. One of these Hell days yeah. to do it again. Nice. Yeah. And then did you always know that you could sing? Was that like immediately the first thing you gravitated to or was it actually making the music? No. Yeah, it was the singing. It was the singing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I just 
loved like Christina Aguilera and Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. And I would just sing along to them, Celine Dion. Um, and that was definitely what I gravitated towards. I didn't even think mm -hmm. about like the music production side of it yet. Yeah. Um, I had kind of like when I was 11 years old, that's when I started thinking about the songwriting side of it. Mm -hmm. And so that was also something that I was like super into was the singing mm -hmm. and the songwriting together. Um, because I always loved poetry in general. And then I just like, it transformed into songwriting. Cause I was like, oh my God, I can put poetry with music. And that's like, oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. So but would you it, recommend that for kind of like up and coming musicians? that want to figure out the whole craft of songwriting to sort of start off with maybe like poems and short things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's a really good way to get into the rhythm of mm. songwriting because songwriting is not just you writing a story. I mean, it's a story in itself, but it's not like you can just sit there and just like write out paragraphs and stuff like that. Songwriting is definitely like, it's got its own structure. It's got its own rhythm. Like it has mm. to actually have its own rhythm like a song. Um, so I feel like poetry has that rhythm. Where would you f say that you find your inspiration for songwriting? Um, inspiration like just in general when I want to write something yeah yeah um it's really interesting um growing up I used to hear a lot of artists would be like oh you know I don't write the song the song writes me or like tells me what it wants to write you know and I was always like that's interesting because I was always <laughs> like a vocalist forward and mm. songwriter and then production like last mm. Um, but I was usually just a singer. And so I didn't really see that. But now that I've been like diving in deeper into being a producer and a mm. songwriter, like full time, mm. um, I totally get what they say. So it's really weird when I sit down and I want to write something. It's not like a lot of times it's not even that I have like a, a idea already mm. in mind. It's mm. like the inspiration just kind of clicks into my mind all of a sudden so I could be like building a track and all of a sudden my gut just goes oh this is this is right mm. like this is gonna be something and it's awesome mm. and then I'm like okay I've learned to trust my gut so I'm like okay gut like I trust you <laughs> and all of a sudden just words start popping into my head and then I find like that line which for my latest single it's la 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 not listening <laughs> like randomly popped in my head where I was like, you know, it'd be so cute. I love that phrase where it's like, la la la, not listening. La, la, yeah. la, you know? And I was like, I think that'd be really good. And I can make a whole story. And my mind just goes like, I can make a whole story about what it means. And like, and then that's really just what starts the ball rolling on everything mm. else. And also like, how does it feel to produce music for others? Because I do know that you do dabble in making music. I believe you said maybe like for cheerleading teams. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's really cool, actually, because I also like I have like some contract work with this awesome uh, company called Cheersounds.com, which uh, they're just really cool. They make like uh, cheer tracks for cheerleading or cheerleading teams like across the, the country and dance teams and stuff like that. So they make the music and uh, we'll make like custom little like 
theme songs for them and then we'll also create like full length songs that they can dance to and all that kind of stuff and so i've been working with them for a while being actually like a professional songwriter for them and i write full length songs for them um and it's really really fun like it's it's awesome yeah so that's definitely something i do on the side and that has definitely helped me grow as a songwriter because mm. I've gotten a lot more proficient at it, like way faster, mm. um, way quicker thinking about like hooks. So that's been awesome. Cause they just send me like orders and I have deadlines and I've got to, really? yeah. And I've got to like tailor it to the team sometimes. And so it's been a really good exercise and it's been awesome, but that's, yeah, almost, like a, that. that's almost like a songwriting class. Like they kind of just, or like an improv, you know, like they're just kind of throwing you out there, these subjects, these teams that you have to like craft this cool, catchy song for it. Do you ever find that that's difficult to sort of get a command to write this song about a specific thing? I think in the beginning, uh, it was a little more difficult because I was more used to, you know, just kind of doing whatever I wanted, you know, <laughs> like whatever, whenever inspiration hit, that's when I would write and it would be whatever I thought about. But this was different. It was definitely a huge exercise for me because it was like, no, you have to be inspired now because we mm. need it tomorrow. You know, mm. like you can't wait for inspiration to hit, which is a huge hurdle that I think a lot of new songwriters have to get over. Mm. Is like you can't always just wait for the inspiration to come. Yeah. It's like sometimes you got to do it now and mm. it has to be great. So that was definitely it was difficult in the beginning just to kind of get into the groove of that. Uh, but now, I mean, I've done so many things for them and I've grown so much that I can literally just be like, all right, today I'm writing something and I just sit down and it ends up being something pretty awesome. So, mm. yeah, it was awesome. It's really good for to me. That talent showcases like a whole new side of songwriting because it's true. Like you said, some people, they sort of wait for that inspiration. But I think that that's a great exercise that you were saying for artists to just create on like every day, try to write a little bit of something, you know? Yeah, definitely. Just just go for it. Just try. That's definitely, yeah, I feel like for that to transfer into just a normal setting, yeah, every day just decide, you know what, I'm going to write at least like a killer hook, you yeah, know? Yeah. The hook is like the biggest part of the song. Mm. If you have a killer hook, you are going to have a killer song. <laughs> Everything's going to follow around that. So like at least to sit down and be like, I'm going to write a killer hook today, then yeah. that's, that's going to train you really well. And Rochelle, I've been noticing that kind of like the new model of like most artists now is to just release a bunch of singles to mm -hmm. sort of build up to an album. Is that sort of something that you've been kind of working towards yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> when I first got into production, like producing tracks and everything and mixing, uh, that was like four or five years ago. I think it was like mm. four years ago. Um, that was a whole new world for me. And that was because I was determined to release an album just because yeah. I had gone through labels and management and they had mm. all said like, oh, we're going to get you an album. And it never happened just for mm. one or another, you know, it's just the music industry. Yeah. It didn't happen. And so when I got out of those contracts, I was like, I just need to have an album. I've never had one. Yeah. That is what started me into the production world because I was like, I don't have a team of people right now. It's all on my shoulders. Mm. And so I'm going to learn how to produce tracks and put beats together and like do the whole thing and mix awesome. them. So I released that album just because I really, I really needed that to fulfill my heart. Mm. You know? 
Um, but right now, that is definitely the way things are. I feel mm. like uh, the music industry is definitely way more leaning towards just mm. a bunch of singles as much yeah. as possible. And, and then like eventually they'll invest in an album or they might even invest in an EP and then an album, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I think it's awesome because I just know that the way that society has changed as far mm. as like our listeners are going is like, we kind of want everything now, you yeah. know? Like, and an album takes a lot of time. It takes mm. like a year at least usually to... Mm and you know finish the whole thing yeah. and get it out there to people and that used to be like people used to be like all right cool we'll wait a year like we'll enjoy this album for a year until you release your next album mm. and that used to be cool but nowadays right. we just have so much instant gratification mm. and it's just like our listeners are just not wanting to wait as long but that's okay for me because it mm. actually as an artist I feel like it frees me up a lot as far as like um direction like when mm -hmm. you make an album you kind of have to stick with a similar theme across the whole thing like you have like 12 songs on there that all have to kind of go together okay i love the fact that i can with singles i can just kind of mm. bounce around like just whatever i'm feeling yeah. i can just put out there and mm. i love that it's faster my fans get to hear something new from me like way sooner than if i did an album so that's definitely, I don't know. I enjoy it. I do want to release another album at some mm. point. But right now I'm having a lot of fun just putting out singles. And that's is where the, I'm heading. Is the end goal to sort of get signed to like a major label to sort of help with your releases? Or do you kind of enjoy kind of like being a little bit more independent? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Because I've been, I've dealt with some labels like on a smaller scale and uh, management for sure. Um I definitely, definitely want to have a team of people again mm -hmm. in the future. That would be awesome. Um, as long as it's the right team. But I feel like I'm less pressured than when I started this. Like when I was 10 years old, looking <laughs> at like my future of being a big recording artist mm -hmm. in the future, I was like, oh, obviously it was record label. It was management record labels, you know, like that was, you had to do that to mm. be noticed at all. Like you had mm. to have all those things. Nowadays, you can be an independent artist and you can be just as successful as right. big artists. Yeah, which is incredible. I think it's mm. amazing. It gives us a lot more freedom because um, uh, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad in the music industry. You know, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad, depending on the labels that you sign with. And, you know, so it can be awesome or it can be really hard for an artist, you know, but nowadays we can just be completely independent and we can choose what makes us happy. We can choose how we want to dress. We can choose how we want to be portrayed mm. and we can choose the type of music that we want to put out there. Mm. So am I open to future record labels? I'm definitely, I love to be an open book. Mm. Like I love to be an open person. Always like open-minded. I definitely would be so honored and thrilled to speak to a record label if they reached out to me or an <laughs> manager or whatever of course i would definitely see that through um but i'm not sure if it's like as pressing in my mm. mind now because i feel like i'm seeing some awesome progress being an independent mm. artist 
And mm. if that never came and I just kept being independent, I think that'd be awesome too. So yeah. I think just my end goal is to continue to, to put out great content, mm. to be as authentic to myself as it possibly can be as an artist, and mm. then just kind of see where it goes. Yeah. To me, it's right? all about feeling fulfilled as a creative person, you know? I think a lot of times people can see somebody maybe on the more independent side of things and maybe perceive them as not as quote unquote successful as let's say somebody that's signed to a major label. But mm -hmm. if you truly are happy and if you are making the art and like you said, you get to dress how you want, you get to be who you want to be because a lot of people don't know that oftentimes management will try to mold you into what they perceive as successful, what they perceive as what you should be. Yeah. And I know that that could probably be pretty limiting. Have you dealt with things of that nature before? I have, yeah. In in past um, situations, I have definitely dealt with the, you know, dress like this, talk like this, walk like this. Um, you can't write your own music, which is so hard for me because I was That's so, so weird. Yeah, I was so passionate about writing my own music as well that it it hurt like to not be able to contribute. Um, but it's okay because it's also, you know, it's, I don't know, it's interesting because you do have to follow the process. You do have to recognize that these people are definitely more experienced in the music industry than you are. But I think there's just a certain limit where it, it can start to feel like, yeah, you're definitely getting your hands tied a little bit and and your creativity is getting suppressed. and. And that's hard. Now, if you're going in a really good direction, like if this team has never done you wrong and, you know, it's it's going somewhere great, then definitely stick with it and you'll get, you know, you'll get your creativity back in the, you know, in the long run. Because once once you're off the ground, then they kind of give you a little more freedom. But but until then, you know, it kind of feels a little uh, caged a little mm. bit. So I've dealt with that with some people in the past and that definitely did contribute to me being independent right now. Like in the beginning when I became independent, that definitely mm -hmm. contributed, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I know we touched on it a little bit before Rochelle, but your new single La La La, what's the story behind that? How did you first come up with the hook? What first kind of gave you the inspiration behind it? Yeah, um, la la la, not listening, man. I love that <laughs> song so much. Um, so the story behind that. So I was building the track and I was kind of like, my gut was like, this is an amazing track. Like, this is going to be great when you're done with it. And, <laughs> and I just came up with that little phrase that was like, la la la, not listening. And I was like, I think that's a great phrase. How can I tie that into real issues, mm. real things that are relatable to people and also something I've dealt with in my life because mm. again, that's my whole goal is like, I wanna release music that have an authentic, like mm. real story behind it um, or a real experience. And so <laughs> I, uh, yeah, th what I was like, I was like, okay, so la 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 not listening can mean a lot of things. So to me, what it meant when I wrote it mm. was I wanted to make a story where I was kind of personifying feelings of anxiety, feelings of fear, um, for some feelings of depression even, because um, I'm also thinking about what others have gone through, what I've observed, and then what I've gone through myself to put it out there so multiple people in multiple situations can relate to it. Um, so I, what I wrote was like, 
la 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 not listening basically to the monsters in our heads wow is what it's about Mm -hmm. it's about like talking to your monster so i i wanted to personify it like oh my gosh like la 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 not listening you thought you had a hold on me and you loved it when i felt so weak but la 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 i'm not listening you know i'm gonna do my own thing um some like the verse lyrics and stuff get really deep the bridge Mm. gets really emotional um i wanted it to be like an anthem Mm. for people who deal with those monsters in their head whether it be anxiety or depression or any of those things or even if it's just a bad relationship you can relate it to that too um I wanted it to be like something they can relate to. Like, yeah, I feel that, but then also an anthem where they feel so strong from it. Mm. Like, like, you know what? We're I'm closing my ears off to you. I don't care what you say. I don't even care if you scream in my face. Like I'm going to still persevere. I'm going to persevere. These battle scars you're giving me, they're just my warrior cry. Like I'm going to be better. And so that is really what this song is about. And it's it's amazing how it has connected with people so far. And I'm really excited about that. So for me, Ro, I feel like that's what makes you such a great songwriter. The duality between kind of what's perceived as kind of like a simple, instantly catchy melody with your lyrics, which are so introspective that are so layered as opposed to just trying to write something that's just oh what can i write that's catchy i'm with my boyfriend or whatever something like very simple bass you know like i know myself because what some people may not know is that you and me actually played a live festival show together and we were playing the songs live i could feel the emotion in your lyrics like when we were playing some of those heavier songs i could feel that so for some people that don't know how did that come to be how did that festival show come to be oh my god Honestly, I can honestly say that I think to date, that's my favorite performance ever. Yeah. It was, we did so good. Like all of us, it was so fun. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, honestly, how it came to be, like the beginning was just that I met this guy who lives in the area Mm. and um, he like was booking people for like local gigs like a coffee shop gig or whatever and I was just getting back into performing so I would do a couple of the coffee shop gigs and stuff but then he actually got connections to this uh, music and arts (laughs) festival in Palmdale and he was like hey can you like you know do you want to do this are you interested and I was like hell yeah like of course (laughs) I'm interested that's awesome and then it was like oh but it's live band only which normally before then i would only <laughs> the tracks mm. and so it was like oh it's live band only and i was like all right i gotta put a band together <laughs> for this and honestly that was the most amazing thing i could have ever done because i had never performed with a live band really? until that point yeah and so that's how i found you wow. and on craigslist i found ryan the drummer i found aiden the guitarist all of you guys super super duper talented and i feel like we just all meshed really well too like yeah like on my end it was one of the funnest like just positive gigs i've ever had because for me i'm not sure about the other guys but i come from a primarily like punk rock like underground rock sort of background and Uh i like never go on craigslist and this was i believe like the week before i was going to move back to la and i was just like you know what let me just see what's going on craigslist palmdale and i was like (laughs) Sure, why not? Let's see what happens. And I could honestly say, behalf, it was honestly the funnest show I've played so far in my life. So thank you for that. 
Oh yeah, no, it was, thank <laughs> you. Like, honestly, you specifically actually saved our butts a little bit because we were looking for a bass player and Ryan was like, dude, we can't do this without a bass player. Like we really do need a bass player. And I was like, I know, but who? And then you contacted and I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> it's awesome. And we just all got along so great. And we had two shows that day. Hell was, yeah. We had a little lunch break in between, but we had two shows and we killed them both. Mm. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. But yeah, those songs that I performed were from my first album, mm. which that album was definitely very personal because it was my first like full blood, sweat and tears put into a music project. That was Hell my first yeah. that. But also the lyrics were more about like the difficulties and stresses that I went through in the music industry and dealing with labels and stuff like that. Um, plus like the positives too, but they yeah. definitely emotion and then i had like real life issues thrown in there too but but yeah that was so fun <laughs> would that be something that you would like to do in like the future kind of assemble a live band for more shows and stuff of that nature 100 percent, 100 percent. because i feel like i vibed off of you guys so much yeah. i don't think i've ever performed as hard as i did because usually it's just me with a mic and a track. And I'm definitely like, I always move around the stage and perform. But this time, like your guys' energy with the songs and then my love for the songs just kind of came together. And I was just like jumping and dancing and shouting. And Aiden and I were just jumping around. And it was just so cool. Aiden's the guitarist. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So 100%, I feel like that vibe is definitely like the most fun I've had. And I definitely mm do another live band performance and besides from that show row what else have been some of your favorite performances that you've done in the past mm, i've performed in some pretty cool places um my first ever performance in la which was in 2010 mm. when i had first moved out here i was 15 years old uh, my management at the time had booked me a gig at the whiskey a go-go on sunset that was such an honor like just being there like at such a legendary place was kick-ass like it's just <laughs> awesome so that was super super fun i had a bunch of my friends come out and there were a bunch of people and we were all jamming together um that was awesome i got to do a bunch of cool songs there i did the, i think i did like a 45 minute set or so wow fun yeah it was that's awesome. amazingly badass that you just went up there yourself with a backing track and you just <laughs> killed it up there like that to me like that that would be so nerve-wracking for somebody that primarily plays with like bands and stuff i'm like i don't know how you did it i honestly <laughs> i couldn't tell you how i do those things either um i think it's just when i'm up there as soon as i grab a mic something changes inside of me yeah. it's like I just am not there i'm in like my own world <laughs> so fun oh and you know what else is really cool about that specific night mm. as soon as i finished that performance i went and like my friends were like oh you did such a great job i was with my manager and then my manager's like all right we're gonna go to a natasha beddingfield concert now at the house of blues and we have backstage passes and we're gonna meet her what and, yeah i was like what so we went to a Natasha Bedingfield concert and it was the coolest thing. Um, I didn't get to meet her, which oh. we had the backstage passes, but her manager was saying that she wasn't feeling too hot that night. And so mm. 
but I got to meet her manager. I got to have a cool chat with him. We went like kind of backstage. So it was really fun. But yeah, it was a pretty cool overall night. That was definitely one for the books. Um, I'd say one that I will always hold dear to my heart is my first ever performance, like ever, <laughs> uh, was actually a local singing competition. Uh, I grew up in Seattle. Mm. And I lived like specifically in the Bothell area, which mm. right next door to Bothell was a city called Linwood. And so this competition was just like Linwood Idol, you know, like just local singing competition. <laughs> and um, I was 11 years old. I went and auditioned with Emotions by Mariah Carey. And they accepted me. And then, you know, I went through the whole thing. And I won first place and there was actually 200 other contestants, but I ended up winning first place as like this little tiny girl like <laughs> up there. And that nice. was my first performance. I remember being so nervous cause I had no idea like what to expect. But as soon as I got up there, I had that thing come over me where I grabbed the mic and all of a sudden this shy little girl was dancing and watching. <laughs> stage and singing and people were clapping and that was definitely the beginning of my addiction to like live performances yeah hell yeah mm -hmm. and then Ro, before we close do you have any like advice for up-and-coming musicians or anybody that wants to create music um yeah i think my biggest advice would be to make sure you're as true and authentic to yourself as possible because um, especially as you get deeper into the music industry, especially if you're a recording artist, because that's where I have the most experience. Um, if you get deep, deep into the music industry, you're going to find that there are a lot of moments where your creativity is going to get kind of uh, taken away from you a little bit. Or at mm. least like you're going to get your hands tied a lot. Um, and it sucks. And like I said, there are moments when you need to stick with that process and just trust in the people, but you mm. have to be able to really trust the people that surround you mm. to give that kind of, you know, that kind of passion up for a little bit. Yeah. You know? So, but in general, I would just say, try to not uh, try too hard. Don't try too hard. Like just try to be as real and authentic to yourself as you possibly can be because people will relate to that and mm. they will see it. They'll see you. Mm. And that's what's I think is the most important thing about music is it's a way of expression. It's our art form where we get to express who we are, what we've been through, what we're going through, you know, just a way to express yourself. And if you're trying to be a totally different person, it's going to come off like you're trying to be somebody else that you're not. So just be real. Always keep who you are at heart and put that in your music for sure. Definitely. And finally, what does the future hold for Rochelle Diamante? <laughs> um, a lot more singles. I am getting yeah. so much faster at this and I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so so far this year I've released two singles. One is Who Am I? And then La 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 Not Listening just came out. And I am already working on my third single, which nice. hopefully is projected to come out in June, <laughs> hopefully sooner, might be a little later. I mean, I'll always update on my social media pages, but that's basically it. I'm just like boom, 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 single, single, singles. And then down the road, um, hopefully booking some performances and stuff. Hey, well, I always got the bass ready whenever we're bringing back the band. So you just hey. let me know, right? <laughs> 
All right. Sounds good. Awesome. And then where can people find you on all the social media links? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can right now on Facebook, for some reason, it still says <laughs> Row, which is really annoying because I told them to change it back to Rochelle Diamante, <laughs> but it's a verified page. So you'll see the check mark and all that. But, um, also my Spotify, I am getting followers on there now because I actually have learned how to work Spotify now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So feel free to follow me on Spotify, Rochelle Diamante. It's the only account on there. That's Rochelle Diamante. <laughs> and then Instagram is Roro official seven. I made those like before when I was Roro, but you know, I'm just keeping them to avoid yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so also you can just search Rochelle Diamante, it'll come up. Absolutely. And then I just started a TikTok. Hey. I'm, yeah, I'm on there every single day, like doing dances, which is something I don't show on any of my other social media pages, but I'm also a dancer. So that one is, is Rochelle Diamante or Roro Official 7 also, so. YouTube. I forgot to say YouTube. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can never forget YouTube. Yes, all the YouTube. But thank you. Thank you very much. Of course. I just want to say thanks again, Ro, for your time. It's always awesome talking to you. You always get me pumped up to play live music. Oh, I can yeah. honestly say that you opened my eyes up to the power of pop music because that's something I've never played live before. But thanks oh. to you, you made me fall in love with it. Your music's awesome. So it's been great. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome catching up with you. You're amazing at bass. I knew that already, but now <laughs> you're also amazing as a podcast host. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Ro. You are truly indestructible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and never forget that you guys are all indestructible, and I'll see you guys next time.